Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am worthy of love. This is our first episode, so I'm excited to start off by sharing a little bit more about me. As of this recording, I am 24 days sober, though I plan to launch this on my 90th day, which will be August 26th. By then, I will be 35 years young. And I'm currently living on the sun coast of Florida, so you'll get lots of Florida references as I talk about my current life right now. But you'll also hear me mention how I am originally from Long Island. I am currently married to a wonderful husband whose name is also Steve, so that also gets confusing. Oftentimes, if I'm referring to Steve or Steven, it is my husband, not myself in the third person. We are dog dads to a wonderful cockapoo named Remy. And we both work in senior living, and I also work at KJST Media, creating podcasts like this. But why this podcast? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I am an alcoholic. In hindsight, I've been one my whole life, right from the beginning. But it did get worse during this pandemic. I had a failed adoption right at the start of it, followed by a high-stress job that encouraged alcohol consumption and was a recipe for disaster for me. So reflecting back... On my first drink, it was at a family gathering. I must have been between seven and nine years old. And I was getting beers for my dad and my uncle. And I remember I popped it open and I smelled it. And my uncle caught me smelling it. And he encouraged me to try it. And I just thought I couldn't do that. I looked over to my dad and like, no way he would let me. And he said, do you want to try it? Like, go for it. And I smelled it. And I remember... The smell of it, it was a Coors Light, so it smelled mostly like water and metal. But it did have this kind of like thickness to it that I wasn't used to from smelling my sodas. And I just remember having the sip, and I didn't like it at all. It immediately grossed me out. I mean, I was young enough, and it just was such a, a strong taste, even for that, that I was grossed out. But the, the most interesting thing in hindsight that I remember before handing you know, I recoiled back in disgust and said, oh, that's gross. And then my dad and my uncle laughed, and they got the exact reaction they thought. But then the weird thing happened, and before I was passing it back to my uncle so that he can have it, I took another big gulp. And that should have been the first sign that something was wrong. You know, I knew that it was gross, and I still wanted some more before handing it back over. Um, But it, it never really made a big impact on me that moment afterwards. It didn't consume me. I you know, had a fascination about, you know, growing up enough to be able to like the taste because that's how it worked in my mind. I remember it was a very much, well, I have to be old enough to be able to appreciate it was my method of thinking. So I remember just waiting till I got old enough. But then from prom into college, you know, that's when I did start drinking. I would drink with friends. 
I was never a let's go out and party kind of drunk. My tolerance was typically too high for that for a college budget to go out and about drinking. So while I drank every chance I got, oftentimes that was mostly just the weekends and holidays because I was also working and putting, you know, going through school. So I figured that was just part of the college experience that when everyone drank, they drank in excess, you know, and then I graduated and got a job. And then up north, I was really affected by seasonal depression. I remember, you know, especially once I was able to, you know, once I was 21 and able to buy my own alcohol, it was just a matter of I'd get drunk in the fall and I wouldn't really sober up much again until the spring. I wasn't drinking during the day at that time, really. Although in hindsight, I do remember when I was working at one place where I worked the evening shift and during my lunch break. So it must have been, you know, three or four o'clock going to lunch at Hooters and getting pitchers of beer and downing them on my lunch break with Karen (laughs) uh, of all names. But yes, I mean, that should have been another sign way back then that, uh, you know, even in my early 20s, I was knocking back pitchers at a time and then, you know, going back to work and working through my shift. Then it got worse right when I first moved to Florida, mostly just because I think it was that isolation. By then, I was so used to drinking alone that I didn't think much when there was a night where I drank a liter and a half bottle of wine and then went for a drive. And I went in an unfamiliar area and I got a DUI. And then for a while like that, I I didn't drink. In hindsight, I remember now that I attended AA meetings, although I was so closed off to the idea. I wasn't ready to hear what they had to say, I guess, at the time, because it was only when I went to one of my meetings in town for the first time that I was like, wait, I've been here before. I've I've been in these halls, and I heard these words, but at that time, they, they didn't land on me enough to affect me um, long term, although I did remember because I was in trouble and because I got caught, I was more careful with my drinking. You know, I had all my rules about how to drink. And the rules did well for me for, for quite quite some time. The rules did me well through meeting my husband and falling in love and getting married. You know, he always knew that when I drank, I was a different person. He always kind of struggled to, to find a better way to say it than that just I wasn't myself. Um, but I had it under control for a while until I didn't. I didn't, like I mentioned, around the time when the pandemic started and my entire world was turned upside down. All the plans that I thought I had for my future were no longer the plans that I wanted or needed or felt were right for me. And then I found this job where I was able to have a cocktail at happy hour and everyone had cocktails at happy hour. And then if we went out for lunch, we were able to have a cocktail at lunch. Before you know it, that kind of culture had me drinking in between those lunches and those happy hours because once I drink, I can't stop. And once I started having to have alcohol in the office for in between, it just quickly became a matter of having it even for earlier, even before those days or even on those days where I didn't have those lunches or those happy hours. And it was on my days off was even worse. You know, I was able to control myself during my weekends where I spent time with my husband. Although even though I'd be sober for that weekend or for most of that weekend, my mind would still be constantly thinking and looking forward to my next drink because I knew that with my work schedule that I'd be able to have my Mondays where I was at home alone and able to drink as much as I could possibly like. But it was only once my husband came home from work one day and noticed and I came clean about how much I had been drinking and about how bad it had gotten 
that he really encouraged me to check out the AA meetings again. And this time it, it clicked. I lucked out. It, it took me a little bit of work. I managed to stumble onto a couple AA meetings in Zoom, and none really clicked until I found my first LGBT one. Uh, and that's where it changed for me. You know, I heard enough during those first couple quote unquote straight or quote, like everyone meetings, you know, enough to know that I wanted to keep on coming back. But it was only once I started hearing about the struggles of other people in my community that I really felt like I found a home, that I found these people that had, knew what I had been through and had been through similar things or worse things or different things. But we've all been through similar struggles and they all revolve or are heavily involved with alcohol. And I didn't feel alone anymore. And I've since then found a sponsor and I am working the steps. But in doing so, I'm noticing that there aren't really a lot of resources in our community and in our area. So I am trying to make this podcast as a way to help other potential or recovering alcoholics uh, while also helping to keep myself sober along the way. I have another podcast, A Lifetime of Happiness, which has transformed along the the years into a pop culture podcast. But in the same way that that helps keep me happy, the plan is for this podcast to help keep me sober. And I hope that I'm able to help some of you along the way. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow us so that you can get future episodes whenever they come out. Uh, please leave a review if you found this a great episode and worth listening to as well. They go a huge way at helping other people find this podcast as well. And if you are interested in sharing your story, getting involved with the show, or just saying hi, please email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com. And again, don't forget to follow us wherever you're listening so you get new episodes whenever they come out weekly. Uh, until that time, though, stay sober, friends. <laughs>